What's up, y'all? Back at it again for another episode of the Working Actors Podcast. Oh, man. I got Tiffany Mills in the studio with me today. Come Hi. on. Hi. I can't wait to jump into this. <laughs> Let's do it. I've been so excited about stepping out of the parameters of just straight actor into the creative post. And I knew to bring you on the show to talk about your creative impulse because everybody is, has a creative craving. Yeah. And your creative craving, you satisfied that and still doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In I different am. formats. So let's talk about that. Where did it okay. start? Because everybody got this creative juice, but yeah. it starts from somewhere. Where did yours start from? Hmm. You know, I I like to say I've been doing this since I was like twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Long Ooh, time. Let's go. Long time. Um, I started studying media when I was twelve in school. So I think like. You know, growing up in LA at a certain time, there's all these performing arts schools yeah. and things like that that you can get involved in. And coming out of elementary school, going to middle school, I had mm. that opportunity. Yeah. And so I just remember looking through these books and all these different schools. They were all in Hollywood and everything. My family. Like, That's where I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> leave my side of town, Gardena Compton, mm -hmm. and go to the other side of town. There's some good stuff happening in. Yeah, well, but okay. we didn't have those performing arts schools. I, I understand. Right? We didn't have those programs. Compton so. had other things. Uh, many other things. Known for a lot of things. Yes. Okay. Many things. Very colorful. Yes. Reds and, I, and, and blues I love it all. and black, you know. Reds and blues, yeah. you know. <laughs> but when I went to the other side of town okay. and went to school, I discovered all of these things. Yeah. Entertainment and theater yeah. and, you know, auditioning for commercials and yes. dance and all this stuff I just wanted to be involved in. Right. Um, and I eventually found my way. But I've sort of been on the mm. same path since I was a kid. Now, when you said found your way, right, I feel like a lot of creators like myself, the first aspect is exploring. Yeah. But sometimes we judge ourselves in that exploration because we feel like I haven't settled on what I want to do. Mm -hmm. How important it is to allow yourself the grace to just explore. Oh, my God. Like, the creativity comes in so many different ways. Mm. So... I knew I wanted to be Debbie Allen. Mm. That was my goal. Come on. And at a young age, Come okay? On in. And so Debbie, actress, yes. dancer, director, I was like, yeah, I want to do all of that. Yeah. And I kind of did in my own way. You know, yes. I dabbled in the acting a little bit, loved it. But then I discovered really the behind the scenes stuff. And I was mm. like, oh no, this is where I live. Yeah. You know, I love writing stories and all this stuff yeah. as a kid, and now I kind of get to do that as an adult in, yeah. a, in a way. And I think it's important for whatever you choose, right? The vein of entertainment has a lot of facets to mm -hmm. it. Like you said, you explored acting, then you moved over here. I think having that awareness and the freedom to say, I can do all things. Yeah. And, and, and I give myself the liberty to tap into those things. Mm -hmm. So what did you kind of settle on? Like, at what point are you like, yeah, it's that sweet spot right here? Ooh, it changed so much. Mm. Probably coming out of Clark, when I was at Clark, I was still into being on camera. I was very much into like, uh, like I had a little music video countdown show <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> on, on Atlanta Public Access and CAU TV. I was very, okay. very prominent okay. in the year 2000. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so when I graduated from Clark, I kind of started moving away from it. Okay. Like I, I just knew that I wanted to have a little bit more control than what it seems like you have when you're on camera. Yes. And at Clark, I studied TV and film, so I was just ready to just be out there when I graduated. Now, my first job was in the music industry. I was the front desk girl at mm. Violator Management, right? Um, at Violator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
had and when they <laughs> that was, was like, an experience, right? Yes, it was. I'm talking about death got shot up everything. That's yeah, a whole was other story. Violated. Yeah, it was. So it was, was intense. <laughs> it was intense. But while I was there, one of my responsibilities was to read every script that came through the door for Miss mm. Elliott or Busta Rhymes or whoever. So I was reading all of these movie scripts because no one else in the office had any interest in that. Wow. The interns there didn't care. They, they all wanted to be in music, but I was very mm. set that TV and film is my lane. So I was just trying to find my way in that lane and I eventually left Violator and went and had my first PA job at VH1. And, gotcha. and that's when I was like, oh, I made it. I mean, <laughs> I'm in the MTV building. I got a badge. I still have my badge to this day. MTV Network. Yeah. I am here. You, I've arrived. I've arrived. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> made nice. about $300 a week, but I had arrived. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. And it's power in being able to position yourself. You, you talked about like, Getting from in front of the camera and going more to like I can serve my own creative impulse, right? Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you? Because it's a lot of power there, right? A lot of times actors, we are pulling scripts from various people that are trying to cast us and then we're auditioning, then we're booking. But mm -hmm. it's that kind of like waiting for the opportunity, whereas there is a power in having the impulse and saying, I will create. For you, what gave you that zeal to just be like, I got to keep moving past just waiting for something? There was literally nothing else I had an interest in. Wow. And so I used to compare myself to an athlete. Like, I got drafted out of high school type of thing. <laughs> this is all I know how to do. Right. Like, something in the lane of entertainment. And I got to the point, you know, when you're hustling and you're trying to get the jobs and stuff, for me, it didn't matter what the job was as mm. long as it fell in under that umbrella of entertainment. Understood. So I've worked for casting directors and, like, agents and managers and all of these things because I felt like I would need whatever the information was yes. that I got from them in the long run. Even the acting, you know, even the the little bit of acting that I did as a young person, like it serves me now yeah. when I show up on set um, in the unscripted space because I yeah. can be a little bit more animated. I'm yeah. not shy in certain instances. You got a freedom. I have a freedom yeah. that a lot of us creators have. Yeah. And so I'm not, I don't just have a, the job as a producer. Right. Like I'm in there, I'm, you right. know, talking with my whole body and teaching them how to project and just things that I learned in theater class yeah. at mm. Clark, you know, That's that good. sort of stuff shows up for me on set yeah. now. Um, but I've, I've just never sort of yeah. got off this path ever. I think it's important for us not to compartmentalize our journey right because I hear you saying it's all interconnected yeah and 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 it serves your present it serves your future in such a way where if you allow it to it will mm -hmm. so now in your present you are like rocking and rolling I mean you've been really killing it in the non in the um unscripted yeah so like how is that for you because you've been killing the game <laughs> <laughs> you know it's sometimes when it's when it's your own life it just mm. feels regular Got you it. know so a lot of times I forget. It ain't regular for you, though, right? Baby. <laughs> yeah, I forget, and I'm thankful for like the friends and stuff that I yeah. have around me because they remind me. You know, they've kind of been on the journey with me, and they yeah. will say, "No, nah, remember you? Was, remember <laughs> when you was doing that? Like, you remember you was eating peanut butter and right. jelly? Now. <laughs> you put some water on that cereal, like, girl, this is where you at now. You own oat milk. You remember you asked me for ten dollars? <laughs> <laughs> you can afford the oat milk now, okay? Um, but I don't know. I just. 
One of my dream jobs before I left Clark was to work on The Real World, mm. on MTV's Real World. At that time, it was everything. It gotcha. was the show. They had even come to Clark while I was there for casting. They had done some filming there mm. on Road Rules. Really? And while everybody is like trying to position themselves to get on the show, I'm trying to work with the people that are there. Hey, come I was on. trying to figure it out, like how I get in here. I didn't get in there. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I did some years after I graduated. And those same people that had showed up to Clark for their filming, they ended up being my coworkers and things like wow. that. Look and at so that. that I just, little things like that really just make me really grateful. Yeah. Um, you know, I will watch TV shows and look at the credits and try to figure out people's email addresses so I could just <laughs> send them cold emails. You like, is, <laughs> boy, you is, you is no joke. Oh, yeah, I, persistent, you know. Mm. And I tell people that, too. You got to be persistent. What one person you may call. my shirt. Let me say, yeah. Creative, persistent, fearless. Fearless. Hey, come on with it now. Fearless. But I would almost become, you know, dig into my acting self when I have to talk to people and network because sometimes I would be shy about it. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. you're afraid of rejection. Yeah. Right? Um, When I'm reaching out to these producers and production companies or whoever trying to work for them, I would just go into my role of, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just being unafraid when deep inside I was like, Lord, what am I going to say to this person? What am I going to say to this lady? Yeah, yeah. So right now, what do you say your favorite project that you have worked on now in in a non-scripted world? Like, what is it now for you that you like? This brings me a lot of joy and it satisfies my craving as a creator. Uh, definitely Rhythm and Flow mm. for Netflix. That was like the best Come on. show. Because mm. I, I really, really am a music nerd. Gotcha. So to work on a show that was so focused on music, and then it was true, too. You know, yeah. I, I turned down the job at first because the way it was really? presented to me was like... Uh, uh, what's the show? American Idol. It's like American Idol for hip hop. I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm straight. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. We're not doing that. Yeah. Uh-uh. You ain't going to have me out there. <laughs> on some corny. For the culture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was about to, um, I was studying to be a yoga teacher and mm. I had just started okay. my yoga teacher training. Yeah, because I needed a break. I mm. was like, the show that I had done previously to that show had me just so stressed out. Yeah. I was like, oh no, we got to just take a break from all of this. <laughs> Okay, I need a break. And so when I turned it down, the executive producer called me again, and she was like, I don't think you understand really what this show is, Mm. and sort of just broke it down to me and just told me just how important you know, my voice can be in this show and what it it would really do for the culture. And I was like, okay. Nice. I'll revisit it. And you did it. And I did it. Come on with it. And and everything she said was the truth Mm. because... You know, I could say, hey, we need to, one of the things, one of my most proud little behind the scenes moment is, you know, we were on a scout, a location scout in L.A. And the location manager, let's just say he was not of the culture. Yeah. Right. And oh, has, I like that. He was not of the culture. He was not of the Ooh, culture. Ooh, that's that new one. <laughs> Hashtag that. He was yeah, not of the he culture. He was not of the culture. And just kind of had us pulling up to just really irrelevant locations, you Mm. know, especially me being from LA, I was just like, what are we doing? And I just had to, again, get past that shyness and say, have we thought about Nipsey Hussle, RIP? Mm. You know, this was before he passed away and that just kind of rang a bell and and Jesse Collins here, our our executive, executive producer, and they went about getting in in contact with him and he loved the idea for the show and then we ended up filming there and doing all this stuff and it was, 
his last TV appearance before um, mm. his untimely death. So before he passed away, I just remember one of the executives coming to my office like, we got Nipsey. And mm. I just was so proud. Like, yeah. I was like, yes. Like, it just made the show feel more authentic. Yeah, understand. That, that people of Nipsey's caliber were agreeing to do this show. Yeah. And, you know, the kind of energy that we had in our producing room Everybody was involved. It mm. didn't matter what your position was, PA, executive, whoever. Like, everybody's opinion was welcomed. You know, everyone had their favorite contestant. And we were really back up. there, like, battling over, like, <laughs> you know, we, we were having battles behind the scene. I never had that much fun and been that much stressed out at the same, <laughs> the same time. time. <laughs> you know, because that show was was a beast to make. That's but we up. had a really good time. Man, I love the way as creators, we just magnify through our gifts. Yeah. Like, even though you went through a variation of different ways that you used it, you still are magnifying yeah. something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You magnify the culture. You actually magnify someone else's art. So I think, like, as you as as a creators, we have to keep in mind that we don't not only have a responsibility, mm. but we have an opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you echoed the culture in a way that it was going to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A whole different ball game, mm -hmm. but because of how you stepped in, it took a different spin. Yeah, I love that. Come on. <laughs> well, you know. So what's what's next? <laughs> what's what's new with you? What's popping? What's what can we look forward to? Um, I'm doing a show right now. I can't even talk too much about it, mm -hmm. unfortunately. But I am. Doing tell a us, new we show. gonna we gonna edit it out. Just tell <laughs> us. <laughs> I will say this: it is a new show with Yara Shahidi. Okay. And I'm very excited to be working with mm. her. I think today is her actual graduation day from Harvard. Mm. So we are just we salute her. Yes, proud of her. She's doing all of the things for the young people, for us. Yes. She's just a great person. So working on that now. Sound um. It. Yeah, so that should be <laughs> that should be coming soon. Can't really talk too much about it, but yeah, something coming up. There it is. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. So I can't let you leave the studio without giving them something they can walk away with to crave their impulse. I mean, something they can walk away with to satisfy their creative impulse. What would you give the audience that listen? Mm. Uh, oh, so many things I could say. Hey, what you got? <laughs> so many things I can say. One, just really be tapped into yourself right mm -hmm. like this creativity is our gift yeah and sometimes that gift you know sometimes it feels like a burden right but then it just if, if it's like a fire inside of you it ain't going away okay that's from god god <laughs> it ain't going away so you might as well figure out a way to tap in and don't worry too much about getting on people's nerves. That's always mm. my thing. Like, hit them up. Approach these people. Like, we are all human. The word somebody can tell you is no. Mm. That's it. The word someone can tell you is no. So it, it's really just seeing us all as equals because someone could be holding the key to your next thing, right? Yeah. So don't be afraid to approach them. Um, just go after it. Be be relentless about it. Mm, you know what I'm I saying? Yeah, you got to be relentless about your gift. Mm, I'm sitting here with a lion. Y'all see it, man. <laughs> that is, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Another great episode. Sitting here with Tiffany Mills. Man, this has been awesome. Thank you. Glad to be here. I love this. <laughs>